And welcome everybody to the Down and Away podcast. My name is Fernando Mendez, joined here by our two co-hosts. Fellas, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Doing I'm pretty happy. Great. Yeah. Got the new podcast going. So yeah, I mean, yeah, to all the people out there listening, we got three people here now, so we might be tripping a little bit on our words. <laughs> Just uh, you know, bear with us. We'll get that figured out. We'll get that ironed out, we promise. Um, now, Andrew's voice is very familiar to a lot of you guys. We're also joined here by a newcomer, the young buck of the group, Ian Rickles. Mr. Rickles, how are you doing today? I'm very excited. Uh, get this podcast up off the ground, get the simulation going. I'm looking forward to this episode. Yeah, um, we'll talk a little bit about our episode and what we're doing as far as what are we simulating, what are we there's so many things in the world we can simulate, uh, but I promise we will get to that in just a second. Let's go ahead and get the rest of the introduction stuff out of the way first. Um, Ian, go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners who are not familiar who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Ian. Uh, I'll be covering the Dodgers on the podcast since we're taking a bit more of a, a widespread Southern California approach. I've been, Do- been a Dodger fan my whole life. I'm really excited to be here. Share my love of the Dodgers. More importantly, my love of baseball to all you guys. Um, I'm a big numbers guy, but uh, I played baseball my whole life as well, so I like to think I can see both sides of it, give some new perspectives maybe. Um, and I'm a big fan of baseball, big fan of the Dodgers, and excited to be here. We are definitely excited uh, to have you. Uh, you're going to definitely be an asset to the podcast uh, for quite a period of time. So thank you very much for joining us as a new member of our team. Now, uh, Ian alluded, alluded to it just a second ago. Uh, we are now going to be taking a more Southern California approach. I'm sure a lot of you guys might have looked at the podcast screen on your phone and been like, down and away podcast. I never subscribed to that. What's going on? Is this like the U2 album all over again? So, do you guys remember that? A little before my time, but I've heard of it, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, do you remember it? Yeah. Wait, go ahead again album just showed up on every single person's iphone oh yeah 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 that was uh that, that was a great day for you too like <laughs> yeah managing having like a huge audience that just immediately turned against you that was great for them an entire audience who just immediately turned against you and completely deleted all of your things including that album yeah. <laughs> so um you know it's not that situation we were formerly the padres mission podcast and we just decided to rebrand here to the Down and Away podcast. Now, the reason we called it the Down and Away podcast is, uh, you know, some hardcore baseball fans might get the reference, uh, you know, fastball or, you know, hell, a curveball down and away in the zone. Uh, now, I'm considering Down and Away because most batters are right-handed. So, you know, maybe I overthought it. Who knows? Hopefully, you guys, you know, hopefully the name sticks. But uh, that is the name of the podcast as of right now. Uh, we're going to be covering Southern California baseball, as Ian said. Andrew will be covering the San Diego Padres. Uh, Ian Rickles will be covering the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I, Fernando Mendez, will be covering the Los Angeles Angels. Now, we will occasionally cover the minor league affiliates that call Southern California home as well. So, you know, Andrew Ciccarelli will be covering the Storm. Ian will be covering the Quakes. I'll be covering the 66ers. Uh, we really won't do too much diving into that, you know, to uh, high A for either of those affiliates. But um, we will occasionally, whenever it's, you know, 
you know, maybe like an interview like we've done in the past. Um, and yeah, a- anybody have anything else to add? I mean, am I missing anything? Yeah, I'd like to say that I, I know everyone here is actually here for the Padres, who are obviously the, the strongest of all these three teams historically. They don't have the worst record of any team all time. So, yep, just wanted to point that out there. The Padres are the strong, the strongest team here. <laughs> just kidding. One of your fan base like that, Andrew. No, I mean, one of, the, one of the things about the Padres fan base is that they're also self-hating, so they all understand that. That's true. That's true. And uh, I am very well known for going on Facebook and teasing Padres fans about like, oh, you're just there to drink beer anyway. And the worst <laughs> part about it, they go along with it. They're like, yeah, absolutely, man. We just got to, you know, we just got to bake there. You know <laughs> It's, yeah, it's no. because they don't hate the Angels as much as the Dodgers. If a Dodger fan got into it with them, they'd, they'd fight, they'd punch back. That's, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's the most the most one-sided rivalry ever. I mean, we hate the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are like, who? You're not a Dodgers Yeah, I like the Dodgers. <laughs> I like the It's like that kid in high school who you hated, but he was just, for whatever reason, so much better than you at whatever that one thing was. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, Dodgers fans are always super nice to us, and then, you know, while they're smiling at us, they're just shanking a Giants fan. Yeah, they're just oh, okay, sweetie, you're fine, you know. Yeah, as they stab over and over again. <laughs> yeah, it's that's fair. Yeah, no. Um. So, uh, well, Andrew, not every rivalry can be as heated as the Padres versus the Mariners. So let's be fair. Oh yeah, nope, totally not. That was a uh, was it um. Oh man, what's it called? I the Vetter Bowl yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it does have a name. Yeah. The, uh, the better cup. The irrelevant. Yeah, the better cup, yes. Uh, the irrelevant yeah. cup. So important, I can remember. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, we all know you have uh, the dates just marked on your calendar right now. Oh yeah, June sixth. I'm sure it's probably around there. <laughs> <laughs> it's something like that. Why well, actually be June sixth? You're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I should look that up and see if that actually is it. <laughs> Yeah, please do. So uh, stay tuned for that, folks. And you guys are on the edge of your seats to find out when the Padres play the Mariners. But let's real quick talk a little bit about what we're going to cover today. So as an introductory podcast or episode, I should say, introductory podcast episode, uh, we kind of want to do something uh, numbers-based. Obviously, when we were the Padres Mission podcast, we had a fairly numbers-driven podcast. It's going to be no different now. We're obviously still going to have our creative subjects and creative issues, but uh, you know, we're still going to try to do things by the numbers because that is really the future of this ball game. So we are going to go ahead and compare some of the best Padres, Dodgers, and Angels teams, and some of the worst of the of our respective teams. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about which teams you guys selected and why. Let's start off with Ian. What are the three good teams and the three worst teams you selected? Sure. Um, so for my three greatest Dodgers teams, I decided to kind of get one from each historical era of Dodger baseball. So, uh, the first team I selected was the 1955 Brooklyn Dodgers. Um, they're absolutely loaded. I mean, Jackie Robinson, Duke Snyder, Roy Campanella. Pee Wee Reese, all at the top of that lineup. Pretty ridiculous. And four Hall of Famers just leading off your order. Um, they lost the World Series to the Yankees. It's a pretty common thing to happen in those days. But uh, they were still a very, very good team. They were an absolute powerhouse. Um, it 
their win loss was 98 and 55 for a 641 win percentage. Uh, their rotation is loaded. Um, they had uh, Don Newcomb, who is kind of in the peak of his career. Uh, they had Johnny Padres, who's in the kind of beginning stage of his career, but he would be a great pitcher for the Dodgers for a lot of years as well. Um, so, you know, good bullpen as well. Clem Labine kind of heads that. So, uh, very solid team all around. Um, lots of legends of Dodger baseball on it. Uh, they kind of exemplify that streak during the 50s and 60s where they lost a bunch of World Series, but we're still very good the entire time. Um, in that same vein of losing World Series, uh, one of their teams I selected was the 2017 Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, also, obviously, lost one game away, lost the World Series to the Astros. Uh, but another team with a lineup just top to bottom is absolutely loaded. Um, but as opposed to the 55 Dodgers team, which may be a little more top-heavy, uh, the 2017 team really doesn't have any weaknesses. Um, they have a great bench. Uh, they have lots of positional flexibility. You have guys like Chris Taylor and Kike Hernandez that can play any position. Um, if you have a guy like Austin Barnes who had a career year that year, he hit like he had like a 130 something OPS plus while playing catcher and second base. Um, so you have positional flexibility across the board. Cody Bellinger had that breakout rookie season. Uh, Justin Turner had the best season of his career that year. Uh, Clayton Kershaw was vintage Clayton Kershaw. He traded for you Darvish the trade deadline. They have a great rotation. Um, and Kenley Jansen put up like one of the best seasons for reliever this past decade. Uh, in fact, in the simulation we're running, Kenley Jansen is listed as the best reliever uh, in the simulation in his 2017 form. So that was the second great team I selected. Uh, and the third and final great team I selected uh, was the 1977 uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, who, uh, big surprise, also lost the World Series to the Yankees. Okay. Um, so uh, the 77 Dodgers, uh, they lost the World Series to the Yankees in 77 and 78. And I actually misspoke there. The Dodgers actually did win, win the World Series in 55. Uh, they lost the World Series in 53, which is what I was thinking of. But they won in 55, lost in 77, and lost in 2017. So all these three teams made the World Series. Um, and this 1977 team, not quite as star-studded, uh, but lots of career years from guys like Reggie Smith and Dusty Baker um, in the lineup. Uh, Davey Lopes leading off the order. He'll steal a bunch of bases. Uh, Steve Garvey gets a uh, consistent RBI hidden first baseman. And this is probably the best rotation out of the three teams I selected. Uh, Don Sutton, Hall of Fame pitcher, uh, kind of heads that rotation. Uh, and then I have career years from Tommy John and Burt Hooten as well. Um, so it's a very solid team overall. Uh, the bullpen's a little lacking, but uh, lineup's good. Uh, probably the best rotation overall of the three teams I selected. So those are the three teams I selected were the 55 Dodgers, 77 Dodgers, and the 2017 Dodgers. Hard to argue with a lot of those rosters. I mean, on paper, a lot of those rosters are absolutely incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I try to go for at least one representative from kind of each era of baseball. So we have the kind of golden era, the 50s baseball, uh, 70s, 80s team, a little bit more rough and tumble, uh, but they got the job done. And then more the modern era of baseball. So pretty happy with all these three teams. I definitely wouldn't mind any of them taking the field today. Fair enough. Go ahead, Andrew. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. I was uh, I was just thinking about it. Just My dad's a diehard Dodger fan for his like entire life. And just the theme of losing to the Yankees in the World Series goes back <laughs> a long time. Yep. <laughs> it goes back for a lot of our teams, really. Yeah, 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 my, yeah. Too, yeah. Yeah, we got we got one in there too, so we're part of the we're part of the team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it before. That Padres '98 team was arguably one of the best 
you know, teams assembled as well, you know, respectfully, you know, nowhere near as good as that 98 Yankees team. I mean, that's arguably the best team ever assembled. They, oh my gosh. I mean, not a lot of teams just, you know, all 25 men make you shake in your boots, but that Yankee team was incredible. But I mean, that's a topic for another day, really. Yeah, let's never actually talk about that topic. We'll, <laughs> we'll never be the uh, the uh, East Coast podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I mean, but that, that, I mean, that Yankee team was weird because it wasn't like any one player, like position player, like really stood out. It was just like nine guys that were just above average, and then a rotation people that were above average. I mean, I they were dominant though. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like, I wonder if they had like a trash can system going on back then. <laughs> Maybe they used yeah. the fly system. So I, I guess it's it's my time to to introduce my teams. Uh, yeah. Before we go into uh, worst teams, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. my th- my three best teams. Um, I, I think two of them will stand out to any Padres fan. That'd be the 1984 Padres went to the World Series, headed say. by Tony. Yeah, headed by Tony Gwynn. You know, you had a. Steve Garvey putting up his 91 plus OPS. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't a lot of star power on that team. They won 92 games. They got hot in the world in the playoffs at the right time. Got stopped by a great Detroit team. Uh, their rotation was pretty solid all the way through. A bunch of number three type starters with like Eric Show, Ed Whitson. Uh, their bullpen was pretty solid. They had, uh, you know, Goose Gossage. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I probably should have pulled up this rotation. Uh, Craig Lifford, um, Dave uh, Dravecki, I'm pretty sure. And that's all I can remember off the top of my head. I'm going to pull it up real quick so I don't look stupid. And, yeah, and then uh, they also, you know, you had, like, uh, Greg Harris and, you know, just a solid rotation. Just a you know, solid team overall, your standard playoff team. The 1998 Padres are where it's at. Uh, you know, you had Wally Joyner at first base, Ken Caminetti. At third base, a couple years removed from his MVP award, Steve Finley, great defensive center fielder, had a below average year. Then you had Tony Gwynn, you know, in right field, doing his thing. Uh, the rotation for the Padres that year was really their strong suit. They had their Garrett Cole-like starter at the top of the rotation, Kevin Brown. He had a 2.38 ERA uh, through 260 innings with 257 strikeouts, or 257 innings. 2.23 FIP. So, you know, when you have that dominant starter at the top of the rotation, he can really take you through like a postseason run, as you saw last year with the Astros before they they lost their trash can magic in the World Series. <laughs> so, I mean, and then uh, my last team is the 2010 Padres, who went 90-72. I mean, honestly, there isn't a lot of 90-plus win Padres teams, so I kind of had to pick one. So I wanted to pick one that was a little bit more modern with some players that people can recognize. Like, you know, Adrian Gonzalez, David Eckstein, Eckstein uh, Chase Headley at third base, yeah, you had a rotation that was led by like Matt Latos, Clayton Richards, John Garland. It was just a solid team overall. They had that elite bullpen with uh, Heath Bell, Gregerson, Mike Adams, and Joe Thatcher. So, I mean, not probably – I mean, as far as we're going into the simulation, if I'm going to be honest, I don't think my Padres teams are going to go that far if we're putting up the best teams versus the best teams, but we'll find out. I don't know the results yet. All right. So uh, I guess that leaves me. So the uh, I started off with the 2002 Anaheim Angels. Uh, so uh, that's the only 
team of this millennium in Southern California to win a World Series. Uh, granted, they weren't the sexiest team on paper. I mean, there wasn't too many guys that were like, oh, my gosh, you know, like these guys are studs. They were just kind of that team who, you know, they were just grinders, you know. So they had very talented pieces. I mean, you know, Troy Percival as their closer, Troy Gloss, who ended up being the World Series MVP, you know, uh, Tim Salmon, uh, Garrett Anderson. So there was certainly piece, uh, Darren Erstrad, sorry. There were certainly pieces to the puzzle that were, you know, huge pieces. Benji Molina. So, yeah, did you have Tim Salmon back then, too? Yeah, Tim Salmon. Tim Salmon was the Angels' uh, Tony Gwynn. He just um, was seemingly there forever. I mean, he was an Angel his entire career. Yeah, he, he was good. I liked him. Yeah, yeah, you know. I think the original Fish one. Angel. What's up? <laughs> the original yeah. Fish Angel. Uh, yeah, yep, the original the Mike, Mike Trout comes along and ruins that. Yeah, right? Who's going to be next? Huh? We're going to have a Salmon and a Trout. Yeah. It's going to be someone named Sushi. <laughs> We're lucky. Um, yeah, because, I mean, they'd be good by default. Anyway... So, yeah, I mean, that 2002 team didn't have anybody super sexy on paper, you know, that was just kind of that guy. You know, they didn't have a Mike Trout. They just had a bunch of, you know, guys who just kind of clicked together. Um, they were also a wild card team that year. They won 99 games. We're actually four games out of winning the division. But uh, I, I don't remember who won the division that year. I think it might have been the Athletics. Yeah, that, that was definitely the Athletics back then. Okay, yeah, that was the uh, the uh, Moneyball yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, the 2002 Angels just, you know, right place at the right time, maybe kind of similar to that 84 Padres team, just got hot when they needed to because uh, the 2002 Angels started off horribly to start the season. They got blown out opening day, and I think they just kept losing and losing until uh, middle of July and just got hot out of nowhere, and it just never stopped. Yeah, that, that was the rally monkey year, right? Yep, yep, that was the rally monkey year, so. You know, my affection for the rally monkey is still strong for that alone. Oh, yeah. yeah um, so next, um, I want to use the uh, 2009 Los Angeles Angels. Uh, they had 97 wins and 65 losses that year. Uh, and that was just a really, really talented team. And that was arguably the best year in Angels history for a multitude of reasons. Uh, I mean, they drafted Mike Trout, Garrett Richards. I'm pretty sure Tyler Skaggs might have even been drafted that year. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that was just the year. Uh, don't get me wrong, that year also came with tragedy itself. Uh, Nick Adenhart died in a uh, drunk driving accident. Uh, he was killed by a drunk driver. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah I, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, that was a really, really dark day. And, uh, I, I don't want to. I want to say Angels history, but I mean in Major League Baseball, anytime you lose somebody, especially so tragically, you know, that's just one of the worst things. I don't wish that upon any team or franchise, uh, no matter how much I hate the Astros. But uh, yeah, that's certainly something you never want to see happen. But uh, I mean, back to the positives of 2009. Um, they had a very talented team. Eric Ibar was a member of that team. Um, Tory Hunter. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was a member of that team, uh, the only Angels Hall of Famer. You had pitchers like uh, John Lackey. Uh, Mike Napoli was behind the plate. Uh, and then everybody's favorite Angel, Gary Matthews Jr., I said sarcastically. 
Yeah, he didn't live up that year. What's up? Oh, that career year he had for Texas before you guys <laughs> signed him to that ridiculous contract. Oh my gosh, yeah. If there, I was listening to a podcast today. They were talking about the worst signings in Angels history, and of course his name was on there. <laughs> Josh Hamilton. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about my buddy Josh Hamilton uh, in just a second. But yeah, that 2019 just uh, kind of ran out of gas uh, in the playoffs. I, I believe they lost in the championship round. But uh, they were a lot of people's favorite that year. I mean, they were a very, very strong team and just ran out of gas at the wrong time. So uh, now, last but not least, the 2014 Angels team. Now, this is arguably the best Angels team on paper. And uh, they had a 98-64 and 64 record. I remember uh, going to their last, like, two or three games, hoping they were going to hit that. 100 win plateau it just didn't happen but uh the 2014 angels uh were kind of like the beginning of the end in the sense of uh the angels sold out for 2014 and 2015 so you know they they traded everybody in the farm system they got rid of everybody they could to try to make the major league roster as right so this was Really, their last real chance. Uh, we're, we're still kind of waiting for the Angels to bounce back. Uh, so, yeah, that was a very talented roster. Uh, Eric Ibar, Cole Calhoun, uh, somebody named Mike Trout. I don't think you guys have ever heard of him, though. He didn't last too long. Uh, <laughs> <That> sucks. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, Grant Green, he wasn't very good, but the only reason I bring him up is because they picked him before Mike Trout, so I thought that was hilarious. Uh, of course, Josh Hamilton was on that team, uh, played by injuries uh, the end of that year. Uh, also, the starting rotation was great. Jared Weaver was still the ace. He should have been. Uh, you had guys like uh, you know Tyler Skaggs had just come up. Houston Street was the closer. Joe Smith was the setup guy. So there was just a lot of talent on that team. Arguably, like I said earlier the best Angels team on paper. And uh, that was another team who was projected to do really, really well, but the Royals were just the best team that year. I mean, I remember, or what were not the best team because the Giants won that year, but uh, I mean, the Royals made it the World Series, but I remember hoping that the Royals would beat the Athletics because I was worried the Athletics were going to kill us in the playoffs. Little did I know that I was wrong. And I think every Angels fan was on the team ring. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that was my reasoning behind those teams. So uh, let's get into the worst teams, I guess. Sounds good. It sounds good to me. All right. I believe Ian was the only guy who picked three of the worst teams, correct? Yeah, we had to fill out one extra spot. <clears throat> one extra yeah. bed. Yeah, the Dodgers have uh, 50 yeah. or more years of history, you know. I think that's fair. All right. So uh, before we get started, uh, how many times do you guys think the Dodgers have finished last in their division or league since the start of the since the end of the dead ball era? I'll give you the guys Dodgers? a guess. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know why I was so surprised by your question. I mean, of course it'd be the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> One time. Uh, that is correct. It's once. It was 1992 Dodgers, and they finished last. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. The 99 losses, right? <laughs> I was going to guess three. Um, Yeah, so the first game pick was the 1992 Dodgers. Uh, That's really not a terrible team. Um, A lot of guys are kind of over the hill, though. Uh, You guys like Oral Hershiser. He's 33. He's past his prime. Um, Kind of combined with guys 
coming up that haven't really hit their full potential yet, like Eric Karras. Um, it was kind of in that dip after that 88 World Series team, uh, kind of in that 90s era where the Dodgers weren't too great for a lot of it. They weren't terrible for the most part, but they were really in contention for a lot of it. Um, and that team kind of embodies that. It's just a team without a whole lot of star power. You have Brett Butler, who had a pretty solid season. You have Eric Davis, who's uh, he's fine. He's not, not a terrible contributor that season. He has better, his better seasons were not with the Dodgers, though. Um, so it, it's not a terrible team. Could be a lot worse, but uh, I believe they finished 63-99 and 99 that season. Yeah, last in the NL West. Um, so obviously not a great record on paper. I believe that's the closest team to um, kind of modern era Dodgers have ever finished closures. That's the closest they ever finished to 100 losses um, was with this team. So I expect them to do poorly in our simulation. <laughs> was, was that uh, Eric Karras' like one of his first years? I believe it was, yeah. He was, he was pretty solid. Yeah, he was always a was never a great, but he also wasn't terrible ever. <laughs> yeah, right. He was like that eight twenty OPS. He's like All a right. poor man's Paul Canerco. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, we have the two thousand five Dodgers, uh, which another I just wanted to symbolize that uh, kind of dead era of Dodger baseball from you know the nineties to the early two thousands, where not a whole lot was going on. Uh, Jeff Kent was on this team. He's kind of the best player probably overall. Uh, as well as Hesiop Choi at first base. Um, Brad Penny and Derek Lowe were in the rotation as well. Uh, pretty solid pieces there. Um, this is kind of the first, one of the first Dodgers teams I was watching. And it wasn't a great time to get into Dodgers baseball. Uh, <laughs> I believe they finished, if I could, probably should have these up offhand, but we'll uh, find this one. Yeah, so they finished 71 and 91. Um, again, not terrible. For any other team, it would probably be below average, but not go down as one of the worst seasons in history. Um, but yeah, could definitely could have been better. That's like J.D. Drew on that team, who was a pretty uh, solid player uh, in that early 2000s era. So definitely some good pieces, uh, but they never really came together as a full team. Lots of holes in the lineup. Not a great, not a very good bullpen at all. Um, Eric Gagne was kind of on the downswing, so... Uh, Definitely could, could be worse, but also not terrible. Um, then the last team I selected, I was actually pretty close to our, probably my prediction for the best Dodgers team. Um, these are the 1958 Dodgers, uh, kind of right after they moved to Los Angeles, uh, in that kind of transition period there. Uh, they still had Duke Snyder on the team, uh, but he was definitely past his prime. Uh, in addition, they had Don Drysdale, who was only 21 years old. He really... Hadn't hit his stride yet. It was a guy named Sandy Koufax, who uh, was actually one of the worst pitchers in baseball that season. He really, he was 22 years old. He had no control, and the managers really didn't really ever want to pitch him in any high-leverage situations. So they kind of just gave him some spot starts, and he was not very good at all. Um, so, you know, on paper, you see a rotation with Don Drysdale, Sandy Koufax, and Don Newcomb. Um, you think, wow, this team must be great. But they actually were not even close to great. Uh, I believe they finished almost last in the National League. 71-83, uh, and 83, they finished 7th. So, um, yeah, definitely not a great team on overall, even though it's got the star power on paper. Just a lot of the careers didn't overlap at the right times. Yeah, right. I think Kopax had like a 4-4 year array that year, right? And then yeah. Just he, like shortly after he went on his tear. Yep, yep. Um, the first, you know, five, six years of Kopax's career were pretty average, honestly. I mean, he struck out a bunch of guys. He also walked a bunch of guys. He didn't really figure that out until later, later in his career, so... Um, definitely not even close to the godlike Kofax that we kind of look back on. 
uh, that Pedro Martinez six-year period? Those are the three kind of lacking Dodger teams I picked. Yeah, I mean, I would say that 91 loss, you know, an 83 loss team would be one of the best Padre teams in history. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, but it's like I'm not. They've, they've only had like they've only had like 12 teams that are above 500. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, my worst Padre teams, and I'm only picking two because. I'm not too much of a masochist. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going to pick the 1969 Padres, who went 52 and 110, which is almost like 2003 Detroit Tigers bad. I don't know if anyone remembers that team. Was that their and, first year? Yeah, first year. Uh, so, you know, I figured, you know, we'll, we'll go out, you know, we'll start with their strong start. Uh, they had probably, I think, on the whole roster, maybe three above average players. Like he had Nate Colbert at first base, who had arguably a solid year, 127 OPS plus. And then uh, he had Al Ferreira. He was out in left field, uh, had a pretty solid season, 124 OPS plus. And then he had Ollie Brown um, out in right field, pretty solid season, 18 doubles, 20 home runs. Uh, but besides that, it's just black holes everywhere. Uh, you know, he had a guy with the 526 OPS at second base, just, you know. 496 OPS at shortstop, just two guys that are hitting like pitchers on your starting rotation, you know, starting roster. You can tell that they were a minor league team the year before. And it's not a hard press to see why they lost uh, 110 games. But barring all that, they are my pick to win the whole simulation. Just putting that out there. <laughs> the whole selection, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to go with the more recent team. Uh, not the wor- second worst team in uh, Padres history, but they're pretty close up there. They uh, went 66 and 96, and that's the 2018 Padres. And I thought I picked them because it's you know it's recent, it's in everyone's memory, and we can have a a good look at how bad it got before things got better. And that team is mostly just the result of having a bunch of young guys that are just starting to figure things out. You have like Austin Hedges, a catcher who actually kind of knew how to hit that year. He was only like five percent below league average. Uh, you had Eric Hosmer, you know, doing his thing for $20 million a year, being a league average first baseman. Just uh, not a lot of good things going on. And I'd like to move on before I have to check myself into, like, therapy. <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's hope you don't have to go to therapy. But I definitely know that there's been some uh, some stinkers down in San Diego. Let's yeah. come somebody who does like the Padres too. So if this rebuild doesn't work, I'm, I'm gonna have to go into check myself in for sure. I think it's gonna work. That also <laughs> is gonna work. We'll talk, we'll talk about that some other time. Um, so the two teams I selected are the 1981 California Angels and the 1994 California Angels. So let's start off with the 1981 team. Uh, 51 and 59 was their record. Um, uh, they had some uh, decent players. Uh, you know, Don Baylor, Rod Carew, uh, Bobby Gritch. It was just, you know, uh, it, it was just an abbreviated season. So, you know, just never really got a chance to see what they can actually do. Uh, some of those players were just young and underdeveloped. Uh, you know, not really too much to go off of there. Uh, but uh, 
the team I really want to talk about is a 1994 team. So that was obviously uh, during the uh, the strike also. Um, they just had a really bad win percentage. I believe that was the worst winning percentage in franchise history, uh, even though it was an abbreviated season. Um, now, they too had some talented players. Um, I mean, they had Bo Jackson. They had uh, they just had called up Garrett Anderson. I mean, he only played, uh, was it? Literally five games. That was the beginning of his career. Uh, Tim Salmon was young and up and coming at that time. Uh, was you know he was a 287 hitter, so he was kind of starting to come in his own at the age of 25. Uh, you know JT Snow had a very disappointing season. Harold Reynolds had a fairly disappointing season. So it was just kind of a, a year of disappointment, really, um, all around. But um, yeah. I mean, those were my two picks. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. I mean, that was like the closest you guys ever came to losing 100 games. Yeah. I'm looking at that, and I see that that is just like an unfortunate timing of a lineup because you had like Chad Curtis and Chili Davis. Those guys would both be on the 1998 Yankees, right? Yeah. I mean, but Chili Davis had a pretty good year that year, but. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just like a lot of players that were either having off years or just coming into the league. Oh. The '81 team doesn't seem half bad, honestly. Yeah, Bobby yeah, Grish is, you know, he's a, one of the yeah. all-time underrated second basemen. Yeah, he's Fred Center, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, I mean, Rod Carew. Well, yeah, even that rotation's not bad either. Those guys all had like some decent years at different points in their career. Don Ossie, that's my dad's coworker. Oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so um. Ian, do you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about the simulation we're going to be running? So obviously our yep. listeners won't be able to see. Uh, we're all looking at the screen right now, but do you want to just go ahead and explain um, uh, what we're running the simulation on, what exactly we're going to be running, and yeah. You know, yep. All about. right. So the whole um, kind of podcast was thought of in the spirit of March Madness, since that is getting started kind of soon. Um, so we'll be simulating out of the park baseball 20. Uh, we have 16 teams selected. Uh, we have believe we have eight good teams and eight not so good teams um maybe uh, nine good teams and seven not so good teams um so what we'll be doing is to determine seating uh, i'll just simulate through an entire 162 game season with all these teams um they'll play each other uh and they'll seating will be determined based on record and that um and then the tournament that we'll be doing uh is just going to be seven game series all the way through uh with uh, higher seated teams getting home, home field advantage um, and hopefully we'll see some good matchups. We'll talk a little bit about the matchups. And once we see, uh, once we sim through the entire season, talk a little about who the best players were, who the best pitchers were, who the best hitters were, gold gloves and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, we're using out of the park baseball 20 for all of this. So uh, pretty yeah. excited. Should be fun. So am I supposed to be cheering for my bad teams to tank? <laughs> you should, we, we might, if we have time, get all the bad teams together and see who wins the tournament between them. I mean, I, I'm interested to see who would come in last. <laughs> That's true, too. Yeah. It's, it's the 1969 Padres. Come on, guys. Yeah, probably. Is. <laughs> what is the only question? Yeah, but, 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 I, I mean, mean they're, they're going to win it all. But In seven game, over the course of a seven-game series, anything could happen. Like It's well, definitely it's not, not as a question for any of the bad teams to make some upsets in the playoffs. Did the uh, 1969 true. Padres win four games in any seven-game period? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think, I want to say in 2018, there was one seven-game period where, like, the Orioles beat the Red Sox four out of seven times or something like that. So anything yeah. could happen. 
I remember that. Yeah, actually. It was like when Chris Davis like came out of the crib. <laughs> yeah, Chris Davis is uh, just one of those guys. I mean, he's had a good spring training, but he had so little Myers, so. All right. Um, here's going to pause for a second while I get everything set up, and we can run through the season, Sim, so we can determine our seating. Hey, it won't take like two minutes real quick. Sure. sure. Cool. I'm going to pour myself a drink real quick. All right. All right. I actually messed up something. I accidentally added the 94 part into the 84 part, so I'm going to try to fix it. Yeah, no problem. So I'm hoping I don't have to redo all of this, which would be really annoying. The layout of this game is so... Oh yeah, that historical team. Ooh. Historical the simulation so we have the right teams now um and, and <laughs> i had the 94 points for the 84 country so i fixed that up um hopefully this will just sim through the entire regular season and then we can get the i made sure to turn off injuries so hopefully you're good what are you rocking for your uh, pc build um i built it a few years ago so it's like a little bit maybe out of date um it's like a i5 8600k processor um then like a gtx 1060 graphics card like 16 gigs of ram um that'll get 144 frames in most games right yeah yeah uh i so it's good enough to play most games at top settings um then kind of um so i play a lot of team fortress 2 it's like my go-to game Um, i play that competitively so we have like a team at the school here i play it that's dope um yeah i'm mostly just playing whatever my friends are playing so playing a lot of counter strike right now uh i played a lot of out of the park baseball (laughs) (laughs) all my friends play fortnite still (laughs) a lot when it came out but everybody's got so good at the game it's not fun anymore (laughs) it's like playing call of duty back in the day i know i won some money in the cash cups so that's kind of cool huh Hang on. I never really got into computer games. I, I long time ago played like things like Maple Story and Club Penguin, but I was really into like Halo Two competitive and Halo Three. But I'm no. I mean I'm twenty nine, so I was like sixteen when those games were out. Yeah. That was like the prime target age. Yeah. 
I mean, when you're like 29, like your reaction time's a little bit slow. So I, <laughs> I can still like pick up most of these games pretty quickly, like from what I used to play, you know. But it's like yeah. reaction times like a split second off. There's like 16 year olds like I can't compete. Yikes at the 1984 Padres. All right. I think, uh, are we going to look at the results here? Wow, the 81 Angels got destroyed. Wait, <laughs> 2010 Padres? <laughs> wow. The... the 2010 Padres, yeah. <laughs> look at that. 98 Padres. They must not have liked... Yeah, that's... See, did anybody majorly under or over as it look like? Yeah, Matt Matos going 21-5 with a 170 RA. Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> John Garland? I can look up the... I can look at the leaders on everything. All right. Tony. Well, why is Tony good on the Angels? How did that happen? It works out for us. <laughs> Was <it> trades? <laughs> oh, maybe I did have trades. Oh, crap. Oh, yeah. Let's run it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't think about that. Hang on. It's got to be a way to disable that. I might have to restart this. I don't want to have Tony win on the Angels. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Start it. Yeah. All right. The only one here that's happy about that is Fernando. Yeah, right? Would have worked out for me. Yeah. yeah. You did it's see. Like, there's like one sacrilegious thing you can do. Yeah, right? <laughs> Five. Let's see. Yeah, Mike Trout, 9.2. That's David Epstein. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. That guy ever break three in his career? That's crazy. How did that happen? Probably not. That's crazy, though. 361. That's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> I should figure I, I might just redo this since um, I might need to redo some yeah, settings. Yeah. I'll go ahead and redo it. Okay. Uh, Eric Ibar with 252 hits. Tim Salmon struck out 250 times. That's about right. That's almost more than Tony Gwynn did. <laughs> yeah, right? Ooh, I think it was Adam Dunn almost struck out one time in a single season more than Tony Gwynn did in his whole career. But, I mean, Adam Dunn was a strikeout machine. Yeah, uh, was that, like, three true outcome guy? Yeah. Yeah, there's a great video about Adam Dunn. I think it's, like, an SB Nation video. Just talks yeah. about his crazy career. Yeah, it's all the same one. That's a good one. You guys see uh, Tim Tebow uh, get sniped a couple of days ago? He was trying to make the last out of the game? Yeah. I, I have a lot of respect for Tim Tebow, I'll be honest. Oh, I do too. I mean, I have a Tim yeah. Tebow Mets jersey, so. <laughs> yeah, he, he's one of my favorite all-time athletes. I've met him once. He's a really nice guy. Hey, he seems great. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I had so much hope originally he was going to make the MLB um, when he was in double-A because he was killing it. Hasn't rekindled it. Tim Tebow's hard because it's like you get really split opinions just based on whether or not how people break religiously, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a huge religious guy, but I mean, I do just respect like all he does. He definitely hey, cares about baseball, which is kind of surprising. Like he's willing to be terrible in the minor leagues just to blow. So that's pretty cool. I don't know. Like, he's making a pretty hefty paycheck down there. Ha ha ha. Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, he gets he gets a thousand bucks for every strikeout. 
Adam Dunn, are you excited? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, somewhere Adam Dunn's chopping his lips. Giancarlo Stanton, are you excited? <laughs> yeah, over under Stanton and Aaron Judge combining to do 150 games this year. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Judge is injured at the moment. Is also? Yeah, Stanton is too, yeah. Oh, so combined yeah, you, 150 games? I, I think if he, if he changed his name back to Mike, he might get some more games in. I'm not sure, though. I thought, I think, his, old, I think, I thought his name was just Carlos, not Mike. It was Mike Stanton before. It was. Okay, I thought it was just Carlos. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think his name got so long, the extra letters are just too much weight on his back. Maybe. So it's like he's fucking up his posture. Fernando, remind me of your last team. You have 14, 02, 09, 81, and then... Uh, it was a 94. 94, gotcha. All right. For the Padres, yeah. It's so hard because they're either the LA Angels or the LA Angels of Anaheim. Or the California Angels, yeah. All right. your name. 84. Well, on the bright side, uh, now that we got to see what the leaders were last time, we can see if anything uh-huh. changes. Yeah, well, there, there's a good amount of variance, so it should change. I doubt we'll see David Eckstein being an MVP again. Will we see Matt Latos literally murdering people? Yeah, right. I wonder if that's like the downside of having 16 teams in a 162 game thing. Like if that messes up the simulation. Well, 1969 for your last one, right, Andrew? Yeah. And I guess when you have like seven really bad teams. Yeah, that's true. I there there were definitely some a lot of disparity. That's fair. <laughs> the 2017 noted one like 110, I think. Okay, so this is just a determining seeding, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we'll look at all the leaders and everything, and we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so we're all still interested in that. All right. Start again. All right. Let me just make sure. So. Does, does, does it do, like, weighted by season? Or does it, like, just take, compare every, the stats, like, as as is? So all the ratings are based on the one season that they have, like, the, that they played, so. So, like, the ratings are, like, compared to, like, other other players that season? So like Yeah, players. yeah, so the overall ratings are based on, like, how good all the other players in the position are. All right, for sure. Wasn't there a Reddit post where someone did, like, the entire team of Bartolo clones? Yeah, you can do a bunch of crazy stuff with this. I haven't, like, gotten into it too much, but, uh, let's see. Disable trading. That's important. Okay. <laughs> uh, what about, like, minor league options and stuff like that, right? Because wasn't that a feature? Um, the way I have it set up right now is you're only using, I think it's only using opening day rosters. Okay, cool. Or, like, maybe most like plate appearances per position or something, but there's no minor leagues right now. So I turned off injuries, so it shouldn't be a huge issue. Just saying, because it looked like you had a uh, enable draft. Oh, maybe I do, yeah. Let me make sure I 
They're so cool that they still have competitive Team Fortress 2. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, <laughs> I've played the game for all, like almost half my life, which is kind of nuts. Dude, that is crazy. Uh, <laughs> all right. I was, like, I was like, I was playing that in college 10 years ago. <laughs> all right, let me make sure there's nothing. All right, here we go. All right. So let me make sure. Injuries disabled. All right. Let's so see it. Until and these are spring training games. Oh no, 2014, Mike Trout got hurt. 2018 Padres get in spring training. That is a tradition. All right. Yo, Andrew, uh, who do you think is going to uh, have a better season since they're both hot so far? Will Myers or Chris Davis of the Orioles? Uh, if Chris Davis, I mean, Will, Will Myers for sure. I don't, I don't think Chris Davis breaks 200. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't done it in a while. No, I think he's getting all of his hits, and then he's going to go 0 for 40 to start the season. Right. Didn't you do that last year? Yeah. I think it was more than 0 for 40. Yeah, he seems like such a nice guy. I mean, I'd, I'd probably seem pretty nice too if, like, my worst stress was, like, not getting a hit but coming home to a $25 million paycheck. Yeah. All right, so there we go. Yep. All right, so Ty actually at the top, 77 Dodgers and 02 Angels. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. All right. Pitching leaders. 1977 Dodgers with the pitching leaders. Yeah, let's see. All right. Corey Seager, league MVP. Huh. (laughs) Hey, beat up Mike Trout. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I can't see that. Yeah, so Corey Seager, Mike Trout, Justin Turner, Rick Burleson, Bobby Grich, Cody Bellinger, and Duke Snyder. Interesting. Uh, Tony Gwynn still up there for average. Anyone surprised? No. All right. You Darvish, really? No one's surprised. Sandy Koufax, look at that. 13.7 K per nine with a 494 ERA. <laughs> Is that like the, that's like the book. Yeah. That's like Robbie Ray right now. Yeah, 4-3 walks One per nine. For like four pitchers. Yo, can, can anyone tell me why people are trying to say that Matt Boyd's going to get like two top 100 prospects, 100 prospects in return? He has yeah. crazy spin rate on his fastball. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, I mean, I know that it's like, but isn't that like losing the forest for the trees? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he strikes out a bunch of guys, and I think he has a really bad defense. But I don't know if he has like a really good pitching. I'm pretty sure if the Astros picked him, he'd probably turn into like Garrett Cole again. That's my prediction of what what would happen. Irvin Santana did horrible. <laughs> he won losses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, where is fielding independent stats even that good? I'm not sure offhand, but. No, it was that 4-4. Like the last like three years. Never below 4-3. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Brown set up this IMT. 43 saves. Who had that? Uh, Elias Sosa. Oh, that'd be the... Would that be um, 77 Dodgers? Yeah. Oh. It wasn't even all that great. He just happened to be the closer for the best team. Didn't he have like a 190 rate for you guys that year? 
I have no idea offhand. In the sim, he wasn't that good. <laughs> I'm surprised Trevor Hoffman was. Uh, well, Trevor was Hoffman was had a one three ERA. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty yeah. good. Sosa had a one nine eight one nine eight ERA for you guys that year. Yeah, Did Kevin Brown was pretty clearly the best pitcher. Almost eleven more. Happened to Sosa. He's, I'm like, really surprised to see that uh, Houston Street isn't on that saves list. Yeah, Heath Bell is. Um, I can hang on. I can look at the would be for the Tim Butchers. Yeah, Heath Bell is great that year. Yes, Heath Bell had a really good season. Yeah, it's crazy. Mike Adams, I forgot about him. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, we should probably. Uh, Start doing the podcast yeah. again. Sure. <laughs> because we're just like, yeah. We'll sit here all night. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Not I'll the rush standings. Yeah. I know it's like, it's probably like 1 30 in the morning over there, or 12 30 at night for you, right? Yeah, it's about that. That's, that's fine. Yeah, no worries. All right. Here's here's our bracket. Okay, cool. I'll go ahead and take it like uh, we're introducing it. Okay, ready? Yeah. All right, folks. So we just ran a couple different simulations, but um, we have our seating in place. So all we did was that we took all the teams that we listed and we ran a, a full season. And uh, so um, the way the game works is it takes the players from uh, and their actual stats from that season. So, you know, it takes the stats from the 2002 Angels, et cetera, and just kind of plugs into the game and it kind of uses those stats. Uh, to project an entire season against the rest of the teams. And, uh, yeah, so we have our seeding in place. Yep. So um, now we're going to go ahead and just put the teams up against each other, whoever, you know, we're going to plug it in there, and we're going to s- predict who's going to, you know, beat whom, who's going to be the best team, who's going to be the worst team, etc. Yep. Um, so our seeding right now is we actually had a tie for first. Both the 1977 Dodgers and 2002 Angels had 107 wins. And right behind them, the 2017 Dodgers had 106 wins. And the 90, the 55 Dodgers had 102 wins. So that rounds out the top four. Um, I saw Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that the one American, coming. But, uh, the American League Dodgers, too. Yeah, right? All right. And then rounding out the bottom, the 69 Padres, kind of the team we all predicted would not do very well, had 114 losses. Um, then the 81 Angels had 108 losses. And the 2018 Padres had 103 losses. And the 94 Angels had 102. So no huge surprises, I don't think. No. Maybe the only overperformers, maybe the 92 Dodgers, who had finished above 500. Yeah, after losing 99 games, that's ridiculous. I'm protesting these results. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot stand for this. (laughs) This is inappropriate for my Dodger hate. Then (laughs) you can look at the quick statistical leaders. Some surprises. uh, Probably the MVP was Corey Seager on the 2017 Dodgers, put up a nine-more season. Um, Wait, is that Nate Colbert, 1969 Padres, leading the league with 49 home runs? Uh, it sure is, yeah. Right yeah, above that, Cody Bellinger, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had 24 home runs that year. That's pretty impressive. I yeah, and then, 2014 pools is on that list. Wait, 1969, that's the year they lowered the mound, right? So he had like 
He had like Bob Gibson with that like one one two ERA. Yeah, he had sixty or sixty nine, I think. Yeah, so yeah. definitely in the middle of that pitcher era. Um, and then no surprises, the hits leaders were nineteen. Uh, let's see, were Tony Gwynn and Tony Gwynn. <laughs> so ninety eight Tony Gwynn, and then uh ninety and eighty four Tony Gwynn. So fourteen years apart, and he still leads the league in hits twice. That's hilarious. Sixty stolen bases. Yeah, from Alan Wiggins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good. I think it's a shortstop for the Padres back in yep. the day, 84. Yeah. Um, and then... 13 triples by Eric Ibar. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's fast. I'm pretty sure the triples engine is just takes your doubles and then like makes more triples if you're fast for the game. Maybe. Yeah, that makes sense because all those guys are fast. Billy Butler... All right. Billy, what do I think of Billy Butler? I think of a Royal. I don't think of him being on the Angels. Yeah. I think it was uh, one of the Dodgers seasons, actually. He has a 92 Dodgers, Brett Butler. That's right. He was a Dodger, huh? All right. Uh, and then for pitching leaders, um, far and away, actually, the leader in most of the categories, Kevin Brown, who put up almost 11 war, uh, 2-2-2 ERA, led the league in innings pitched, 243, also led the league with 345 strikeouts. Second Would have been the almost for sure. Yeah. Then Bert, Bert Hooten, look at that. Yeah. Uh, two yeah. years. Yeah. I think when I looked at your that year, he had like 13 shutouts, so I can see why. Yeah, the game definitely likes his stamina. He had 237 innings pitched. 281 strikeout, 0.89 whip. Yep. Then some other cool uh, Ks per nine leader was Sandy Koufax, who had almost 14 Ks per nine. But had a 4.94 ERA and was 9 and 11. <laughs> so. <laughs> yep, that sounds. Dude, I feel like there's like always like lefties that come out with that profile. Yeah, it's the no yeah. control that strikes at everybody. Yeah, like when Alex yeah. Wood had 12 strikes, 12 Ks per night. <laughs> yeah, Roldis Chapman. He looked at Sterling Hitchcock uh, in the coming that fourth. Yeah. Then Padres or. Podgers, or however you say his name. I, mean, 30, I don't think he was ever a strikeout pitcher, was he? Um, I, I don't think of him as a strikeout pitcher. I think of him more as like a kind of a steady guy. He was never like an ace or anything, but I don't know. Game yeah. likes him. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, let's get to the... Yeah. Yeah. So here's our bracket. Um, so we can sim to the next playoff round. All right. So... No surprises at all in the, yeah, the first, first upset of the night was the 1969 Padres losing. Yeah, so our 16th versus <laughs> yeah. our first seed, uh, 77 Dodgers, the 69 Padres. Uh, the Padres got swept. <laughs> See, then the next matchup, a seven-game series here between the 92 Dodgers and the 84 Padres. 92 Dodgers actually took it in seven. To see. Yeah. Wow, that's a, that's an upset because uh. Yeah, I believe it's the eight and the nine seed there, so. 92 dollars were kind of my bubble bad team. Um, the 84 Padres were uh, one of our best Padres teams. It's a bit of an upset there. Let's see if we can any outstanding uh, performances yeah, in that series. Yeah. Series MVP was Mitch Webster. Oh, look at that. Honest, I don't know who that is. <laughs> we have Dave Hansen going hitting the 460. Or 350. Sorry, I was looking at his on-base percentage. Wasn't he a pitch hitter? Looks like he was starting at third for the series. 
Man. Sometimes the AI will make some. What, what's more, games. Padres than one of their best teams losing to the worst team in Dodgers history? Ninety-nine win losses. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy. That's the most <laughs> Padres thing I've ever heard. <laughs> huh. All right. Well. <laughs> next. <laughs> yeah, our next series. Uh, ninety-eight Padres. Oh, you got your revenge. The ninety-eight Padres beat the fifty-eight Dodgers in five games. All right. uh, the 55 Dodgers beat the 94 Angels uh, in five games. Um, then the 2018 Padres took one game off the 2017 Dodgers. That's an upset in my book. I'll count it. Yeah, right. Might as well just give them the trophy now. <laughs> uh-huh. And the 2010 Padres beat the 2009 Angels. Uh, the 2014 Angels beat the 2005 Dodgers in six games. Then the 2002 Angels beat the 81 Angels in five games. Look at that. Just all angels right there. Yeah, this bottom right there. I have the angels beating the angels. angels. (laughs) This is unlucky seeding. I I picked the angels to beat the angels, but I didn't think the angels would beat the angels. Yeah. (laughs) So, so we're getting to the good matchup. That's kind of unfortunate for me because that takes out some of my teams right there against ourselves. So, (laughs) we're just kind of beating ourselves, literally. I think we got one. We we got two Padre teams moving on here. Yep, yep. So I believe everybody's good teams moved on, except for one of the Padres teams, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, we'll oh, over one of it. the Angels teams that had to play another one, maybe. Exactly. That 1984 Padres team was not strong. So, like, yeah. just overall. Was... Oh, hang on. The 2009 Angels. Hit his magical home run on that one. Yeah, really? the 2009 Angels actually lost the 2010 Padres. So, yeah, I was surprised a... by that, to be yeah. honest. And I'll just look at that series I'm... there. I'm not surprised. I mean, the 2009 Angels. <laughs> better Dude, I, What'd you say? I said I'm not surprised. <laughs> the, the, the simulations just love John Garland for some reason. Let's see. Jerry Harrison Jr.? What? Dude, he was actually pretty good for the Padres that year. Yeah, but not 414 or 474 good? Not yeah. No, he, he went like, I, I believe he hit 500 that full season, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, crazy things can happen on the play. Was this? Hang on, let's look at the standings here. This might have been a big upset, actually. Let's see. So, 1990 Padres or 2010 Padres from 92 and 70. Oh, not even close. The simulation did not like 2009 Angels. They were 69 and 93. Which is strange. Yeah. Huh. That was a great Angels team. All right. Well. All right. Well, Padres well, fans. Okay, Who real knows quick. That's not really so enough, so. what are predi- <laughs> predictions here? 77 Dodgers, 92 Dodgers. Who do you guys got here? Oh, that's got to be a 77 Dodgers. I don't have any doubt about it. I'll be surprised if the 92 Dodgers even win a game in that simulation. Yeah. Concur. I concur. Okay. Uh, 98 Padres, 55 Dodgers. <sighs> I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna put that at 4-2 Brooklyn. I don't know. About uh, yeah, I'll say. Brooklyn in five, and I'll, I'll I'll just say Brooklyn wins the entire thing. That's that's my pick to win it all. I'm gonna say Padres in seven. It's gonna be an upset. All right. I'm gonna. I'll give him the one for Kevin Brown, but like maybe two. Yeah. Seventeen Dodgers versus twenty ten Padres. I'm gonna take the seventeen Dodgers in. Yeah. Yeah. Angels, I'll say seventeen uh, Dodgers in six. Then I'll I, say, I, yeah. I, I would take seventeen Dodgers in five. I'm gonna. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put 17 Dodgers and six as well. 
Okay, and then last but not least, Angels versus Angels, 14 versus 02. Who do you guys got? I'm going to take the 14 Angels. I'm, I'm going to say they're going to sweep. Yeah, I'll say 14 Angels in six. I'm going to say 2002 Angels in five. All right. My eight, 14 Angels are my pick to win the whole thing, so. All right, we'll go a little bit uh, more suspenseful on this one. We'll go one game at a time. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, all the series are 2-0 right now. Yep, yep. We had oh, look one. at that. Did, did I not say 2002 Angels in five? And the 10 Padres to up 2-0 on the Dodgers. Yeah, I could very uh, I'm obviously wrong, but I could very well be wrong about the 14 Angels winning everything. Yeah. Wow. All right, looks like the only series on our hand is in the top right here between the 2017 Dodgers and the 2010 Padres. Yeah. Besides that, we have a poop show going on, really. All right. <laughs> okay. 77 Dodgers advance. I think I said sweep, right? And then I said Brooklyn Dodgers in six, 55. Yeah, all, all, I said your, all my predictions I, are all <laughs> on the <laughs> Wow, 0-2 Angels. Yeah, so the 0-2 Angels beat the 2014 Angels in five. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. 14 Angels, I thought this yeah. game would have loved. Yeah, look at that, in six. And then I said, uh, wait, no, I said uh, 2017 and six as well. All right, so come on, Padres. All right, yeah, we have a game Number seven that. here between the 2017. <laughs> come on, Matt Latos. Uh, hang on, let's let's see who's starting this game. Okay. It's John Garland versus Alex Wood. <laughs> the, the Sims love John Garland. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> they also love Alex Wood too. So let's see in the series four. so far. Looks like in game one, Kenley Jansen ended up getting the loss after a That's really fun. crazy good season. So that's interesting. Kelly Jensen likes to do that when it matters. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's good. All right. Let's he simulate this last game. Oh, no, I just won. <laughs> Man. Can we so undo that? Kike Hernandez. Can we resend that? <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. Look at the box score of this game seven here. 3-2. Uh, 3-2. Uh, wow. Let's see. Adrian Gonzalez, what is it? Or I just saw his name highlighted, didn't I? Yeah, Adrian Gonzalez here. Adrian Gonzalez is on the Dodgers too. There's a pinch hitter. <laughs> Hell yeah. 396 as a as a Padre. He tried to throw a series as a Dodger. He hit zero. So yeah. <laughs> All right, we, was, Joe. We, we know where he's uh good yeah. game there. That's that's a good game in that uh, Elite Eight bracket then. All right. All right, All so right, our final well, four. I, I mean, it's literally like, have you guys ever seen that meme where like uh, there's like a bunch of Coca-Cola cans and there's like a Pepsi can of crunch? <laughs> it looks like that right now, to be honest. We uh, have you know what? For what it's worth, I'm rooting for the O2 Angels. I, I, I think that would be quite the Cinderella story. I think so, too. And it, just like it was in O2. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I think this... Yeah, well, that, they did win 107 games. It's not quite as <laughs> quite not quite as yeah. The simulation really like that. <laughs> All right, we'll go one game at a time. Who's here, the so. worst team no, to, the, the, to this to the game? What's that? Who's the quote unquote worst record team right now that's still in it? I mean, I know all these four the teams. Angels, right? No, so I think it's the ooh, I'll look at the standings. I believe it is our top four. Yes, it's the Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, they yeah. won 102. Then all the other teams won 107 or 106. Okay. Well, all they right. were all 101 teams. Okay. Yeah. No, no real huge upsets. All right, I'm gonna pick the 77 Dodgers. 
All right. I'll, I'll go against that. I'll, I'll take the Brooklyn Dodgers uh, in seven. I'll say it's a close one. And you got the – you go with the O2 Angels? No. My dad told me to never gamble with my heart, so I'm going to go with the uh, – <laughs> I'll go with the 2017 Dodgers, hoping the Angels somehow win. All right. I'll, I'll go with the O2 Angels. Um just to, just to go against the grain a little bit. I want to see it happen. I don't want to see two daughters in the World Series. Yeah, that'd be boring. All right, we'll go one game at a time again. Picking the 1969 Padres to get a rule reversal. All right, two of them. <laughs> Bang the trash cans. Oh, my God. The 77 oh. daughters are about to get swept. Yeah, they're choking. Oh, man. Yeah. After 170 wins. Okay. Come back. Come on, 2004 oh. Red Sox. Come on, Angels. Oh, it's oh, happening. Look at that. It's <laughs> look at that. All right, we have two wow. game sevens. We have two right. game sevens. That's crazy. All right, so between the 77 Dodgers and the 55 Dodgers, uh, Brooklyn starting Don Newcomb and the 77 Dodgers starting Doug Rao. Yeah, yeah. So for the people that are listening that weren't, that were just listening to us laugh, so what happened was. It's the 77 Dodgers started off down 3-0 to the 1955 Dodgers. And after we were playing the simulation one at a time after that. And so the Dodgers just kept adding on a win. So now the series is tied 3-3 for the 1977 Dodgers versus the 1955 Dodgers. And then the 2017 Dodgers are tied 3-3 against the Anaheim Angels. So we're about to do a Game 7 for both these teams, and we'll let you know the winner. To go yep. to the championship after this. This is exciting. So, has anybody changed their pick yet? Or is everyone still hanging yeah. tough? Yo, how much of this did we just do from like with the visual element right there that like or no one's going to recognize what we were talking That's, about? Uh, yeah, we maybe should. And we could, we have we're recording the video as well, so we, yeah, we can maybe put that up in some form. We'll put it up on YouTube or something. Yeah, maybe we could do a YouTube video for yeah. this one. All right. So, do you uh, see all the subreddit okay. submission uh, subscriptions for for Ian? Yeah. <laughs> um, Two more subscriptions and I have four. So. Let's see. All right. So between the Dodgers and Dodgers, we have Don Newcomb versus Doug Rao. And between the Dodgers and Angels, we have you Darvish versus Aaron Selly. Oh man, Texas great. Aaron's All right, you ready? All yeah. right. Here's game one between the Dodgers and Dodgers. Fifty-five Dodgers take it six-two. They they avoid the ultimate choke. Don Newcomb, big game pitcher. Yeah. Series MVP Duke Snyder. Oh, my dad was very happy. That's like his favorite player growing up. All right, and then between the Angels and Dodgers, the Angels take it seven-five. Yeah. The box score for that. I've never was that Kershaw loss? No, you Darvish. Darvish. It was a you Darvish. He gave up five runs in two and two thirds innings to start. The Angels had the trash cans. That's what was going yeah, on. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe we use the trash cans. <laughs> yeah, it's a rally monkey. Like two rallies. The rally football. monkey was banging, the <laughs> hitting the buzzers. <laughs> yeah, right. You'd never expect it. All right, so we have our World Series here. Um, between the 55 Dodgers and the O2 Angels. Well, I mean, at this point, I have to take the Angels just as a hopeful, but you know what? I'm a homer 100%, so we're going Angels, I guess. 
Yeah, I'm going Angels too because I can't root for the Dodgers to win the World. I like yeah. what makes me happy every year is when the Padres don't make the playoffs and the Dodgers lose the World Series. <laughs> I don't like the Dodgers losing the first round. I like the Dodgers to make it to the World Series and then lose. So. Yes. Yes. Agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from the outside, in the big picture, I can't be too upset about losing in the World Series, but losing in the first round, you can definitely be upset about. I'm with you. 2014 Angels lost in real life in the first round and in the simulation. So, yeah, they got to the second round. So, and they they lost to the Angels. So, uh, how upset can yeah. you be with the Angels and the Angels? All right. It, does that count? I mean, what? Oh yeah, no, they beat the 05 Dodgers. Okay, sorry, I was looking at this wrong. I was like, they beat the the 81 Angels, but I was looking at it wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna say Angels in six. Angels in seven. I'll say Dodgers in seven. We've got to have one supporter at least for each team. All right. So here we go. Game one. All right. Dodgers take game one. Dodgers take game one. All right. Ooh, we're tied. Okay. Angels up 2 1. 2 1. Yeah. 2 2. 3 2 Dodgers. All right. All right. Could be the deciding game right here. Let's. uh... All right. 3 2. That's watching the Dodgers are currently up. All right, so for Brooklyn, it's Billy Lowe's pitching, and for the Angels, Jared Washburn. Can you feel the burn? All right, here's game six. (laughs) It's over. Uh, (laughs) Angels get shut out by Billy Lowe's 10. Did did I say Angels six? I meant Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, Billy Lowe's pitches the best game of his career with seven and a third scoreless in games. Yeah, Twelve strikeouts, no walks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then World Series MVP Roy Campanella. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, I mean, it, didn't you look at the lineup like of this crash? team and it, Jackie Robinson, Duke Snyder, Roy Campanella. Huey yeah. Reese, Carl Farillo, Gil Hodges. It's absolutely loaded. Like, there's... Yeah, that's... I'm like, unsurprised. Yeah, that's like, that's like a... That's like looking at the Astros lineup. I mean, all, I mean, we make jokes about them cheating because they are cheaters, but that's like looking at like a stacked lineup like the Astros. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Definitively, yeah. you can say the 55 Dodgers are the best Southern California people. <laughs> Except they were, yeah. so not really. Yeah, yeah right there, Brooklyn. <laughs> I guess we, you know, next time we do that, we could, we can make it so that way. So what? Nineteen? What did they move like? Nineteen fifty-nine or was it sixty-one or something? Well, it was pretty close after the World Series. Actually, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, like fifty-six, fifty-seven. Fifty-eight, right? Was the last year, first year, something like that. Wait, we should make it like that. All right. Yeah, I think that was good. And, uh, you know, looking at the time, we're around like an hour and a half right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, any any closing words? I think that's a... Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, that was a, that was actually a, a lot of fun. I mean, maybe we could try to find a way to do more simulations uh, in the future. Um, maybe we can do like a 2020 simulation and see which of our teams is going to do best this year. Uh, which, I mean, we probably know the Dodgers. But, uh, you know. Just for the sake of the argument, maybe we can see. Um, anyway, um, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed our first episode of our 
new podcast. Once again, we are formally the Padres Mission Podcast. We are now the Down and Away Podcast. We cover all of Southern California professional baseball. We have a lot of fun things in store for the season. Uh, we're not only we're not always going to be pitting our teams up against each other. Sometimes it'll be nice to you know pat each other's you know teams on the back. But uh, you know we'll do our best to do that. We'll do our best to just provide the best content possible, as we did. When we were the Padres Mission Podcast, and we intend this to be uh, nothing different. Uh, we are looking for sponsors. If you guys are interested in sponsoring our show, uh, go ahead and reach out to me by email, Fernando Mendez twenty two ninety five at gmail dot com. Uh, we will try to get some personal emails up and running soon. Uh, Andrew did that with our previous podcast, so uh, hopefully we can get that going again. But uh, yeah, sponsor, sponsor, sponsors. We just want to help us keep the lights on and uh, feed our Dodger dog addictions. Only grill. Uh, never, never. Uh... Do you boys uh, have anything else to say in closing, uh, Andrew? Let's start off with you. No, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the Padres got robbed again, as a, as a, <laughs> you know, standard. Uh, not surprised to see uh, the Dodgers do as well as they did. They have a great franchise, as it pains me to say. So, I mean, congratulations to the Dodgers. Uh, I guess I'll have to take solace in the fact that if you guys do make the playoffs next year, you'll lose in the World Series. So. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, it's all I got is talking talking smack on the dog. Yeah, hey, I, I think the Padres <laughs> will be for a wild card this year, maybe. Maybe next year. <laughs> we'll see. I'm hoping they um, go above. It's a lot of fun. I don't know if it translates super well into the podcast, but it was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, we'll get better at that. I mean, we're all, we're not used to looking at a screen and like kind of all like gathering around. So, I mean, <laughs> as we'll do it, we'll have to like get better at like narrating what we're looking at. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, all the uh, all the years of uh, narrating while I play will be the show did not prepare me for this. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe that's my fault for handling it the wrong way. <laughs> I know. This was a good time. Um, I enjoyed seeing the projections, uh, seeing Urban Santana lose so many games, uh, <laughs> Tony Gwynn uh, senior kick butt both times. So yeah, uh, yeah a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, to our, uh, I, I guess you can call it new podcast. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a retheme, but it's definitely a new podcast. Uh, Ian, thank you very much for joining us. We're looking forward to seeing what you can do for our team. Uh, you're going to be a lot of fun to work with. Uh, I've already had fun doing our like little practice episode and this episode. So uh, thanks for joining us. And as always, Andrew, thanks for all the hard work you do to make the show what it is. And uh, thank you to you guys, the listeners. Uh, Hopefully you guys can help embrace us in our new role as the Down and Away podcast where we cover all of Southern California professional baseball. And uh, here's hoping that you guys enjoy uh, spring training baseball. Go Padres, Angels, and Dodgers. Have a good night, folks. Good night, guys. Yeah, have a good one, everybody.